What up, what up? Week 8, First and Sticks podcast. Uh, greatly appreciate everybody's support thus far. And if you haven't, please subscribe or sign up at Underdog Fantasy promo code BGP to support the Better Golf podcast. Finally, a, uh, a great GPP week last week. Just real quick, got into it. Pretty much wrote, and uh, I think I talked about it on here. Like It was very tough to get cute on that slate. Patrick Mahomes was projected for under 10%. Just went to the well. If you stacked him with Kelsey, fantastic. If you uh, listened to the show or the article on windailysports.com, the Rasheed Rice kind of breakout game. We love to see that. And yeah, um, other than Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler was a big bust for me, but he was like 6% owned in my big tournament. Still cash, but man, if we get anything out of Eckler, it is a monster, monster week. So having said that, um, we'll get right back into it for week eight. The first thing to cover, we'll cover the injuries real quick. I'm sure I'm missing a ton, but these are more of the fantasy relevant ones. So for Cleveland, Jerome Ford is out. Fire up your Kareem Hunt if you have him. Jacksonville, it sounds like Zay Jones is still going to miss another game. Robert Woods out for Houston. Fire up all the the Nico Collins you want, especially in cash games. That'll be a staple play, I believe, at 5,500 against Carolina Secondary. Uh, Daniel Jones likely out for the New York Giants. Luke Musgrave likely out for the Packers. Cam Hayward, defensive tackle, likely back for Pittsburgh. That should help their run defense a great bit and DK Metcalf back in for Seattle Zach Charbonnet likely back as well Debo we know is out for San Fran Kyler Murray full participant in practice for the Arizona Cardinals TJ Hawkinson questionable with a foot keep an eye on that Uh, Trent Williams questionable for San Fran he's the left tackle there arguably one of the best left tackles in football Um, no Brock Purdy as well so that that team's pretty banged up. I, I love getting, uh, if you jumped on Cincinnati, looks like you got some great value coming off the buy there as that line now is pretty much three, three and a half everywhere. And then Jawan Johnson likely back for the New Orleans Saints. So for all you people that love to play Taysom Hill, maybe pump the brakes a little bit because Jawan Johnson will be back running at the majority of the routes for the tight end position there. But let's go into the first game. We got Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. That line opened at 41. With Jacksonville a one and a half point road favorite, they are now a two and a half point favorite, and that total is pretty much still sitting at 41. I don't think we'll have too much weather concerns this week. Maybe some rain, but uh, ownership on that game is going to be very light. It looks like pretty much across the board, no one's playing Trevor Lawrence, no one's playing Kenny Pickett, as you should probably never play Kenny Pickett. Travis Etienne, sub 10%. As we mentioned, Cam Hayward is back, so maybe a little bit of a turn off there, but the guy's usage is through the roof. Uh, wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, I'm seeing 10% ownership. I'll take the under. No way that's true. George Pickens pretty much is, uh, is this team's wide receiver one. And no ownership on Kirk and Ridley. Um, if you want to get weird, I mean, you could pass on Pittsburgh. I know they had really good defense last week against the Rams. Just a good scheme to shut down Cooper Cup. And we kind of talked about that as well on the podcast coming off the bye for Pittsburgh. And Evan Ingram, 4,500, 10% ownership. I think I buy that one. I like both defenses here. Jaguars going to be pretty popular, right around 10%. But yeah, I mean, if you're absolutely crazy type of Millie Maker type of person, I mean, Jacksonville double stack seems like it's certainly in play. Run it back with George Pickens or Deontay Johnson. Let's go into the coverage. Pittsburgh's going to run a ton of, uh, they run a lot of man coverage. So cover one and cover two man. Uh, against cover one, that is advantage Evan Ingram. Against the cover two, that is advantage Travis Etienne. Seems like they check down a lot and run some 
you know, routes in the middle of the field for ETN. Um, and then cover three, they'll show a little bit of cover three zone. That is advantage Kelvin Ridley. And then Pittsburgh blitzes a ton. That is advantage Christian Kirk and Kelvin Ridley. So not looking like a great Kirk game on paper. Uh, if you got him in season long, fire him up still though. But I would definitely expect a bounce back from Evan Ingram and Kelvin Ridley this week. On the other side, Jacksonville pretty much just runs exclusively cover three. That is going to be advantage George Pickens, and the Jacksonville defense is pretty much a pass funnel. I know they got a lot of talent on the secondary there. Tyson Campbell, mainly the the best, one of the best corners in football, in my opinion. Um, but teams are throwing a ton on Pittsburgh. I think they are top five in pass attempts per game allowed. So it seems like they just put their opponents in big time passing scripts, and they shut down the run very well. So you could use Deontay Johnson. You could use Pickens here. Uh, Jacksonville will, will blitz a ton. That has advantage both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Moving on to Carolina and Houston. Carolina, I believe, is a dog. they got to be a dog, right? It's Carolina. Three-point dog at home. Total opened at 42, bet up to 43.5. So maybe some potential fantasy fireworks here. Carolina just runs pretty much cover three. That is advantage Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Pretty much the only two wide receivers I got this week. I'm sure we'll see some Noah Brown and some John Mechie as well. Uh, they're against the blitz that Carolina runs. That should be at more of an advantage to Tank Dell. But yeah, Nico is going to be a staple in our cash games. I'm sure his ownership is going to be like 20%. Let's look at that one. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, no one's playing them. You could always double stack CJ Stroud. You know those targets are going to Tank and Nico, so it's a very condensed uh, target share. I'm sure the baseline target share as well is pretty much the same for Dalton Schultz. He's 15% owned, so keep an eye on Dalton Schultz in your cash game lineups. And Nico, yeah, he's going to be 20-something percent owned. Um, ownership projections now are still showing Robert Woods as in. It sounds like he's out. Nico Collins, fire him up. Uh, Tank Dell as well, 4900 very cheap. So a very cheap value stack if you want to get a lot of exposure to the higher total games, those higher total offenses like Miami, Dallas, Philly, Baltimore, Kansas City. You could afford it if you uh, if you go with Stroud, single or double stack. You'd certainly do that. Adam Thielen, 6600 I'm going to continue to fade. Um, I'll let him kick my ass all he wants, but I'm not paying 6600 for Adam Thielen and against Houston's defense. Seems like Thielen's getting more of a run against man coverage. Uh, obviously, he tore up Miami. Miami runs a decent bit of man, but Houston runs pretty much exclusive zone. It's going to be a lot of cover three. That is advantage to the running backs in the check down for Carolina system and Hayden Hurst. A little boost in the targets per routes ran there. Hayden Hurst isn't very good, and they don't use him a lot, so a boost in you know a 10% target share up to 13%, 14 15% still not really noteworthy, so keep that in mind. It'll be right around Thielen's baseline. I'm sure I got him projected for like a 26% target share this week, and then we'll see a little bit of cover four and cover two. That is going to be an advantage, Jonathan Mingo, and again, the RBs for Carolina. Issue there is Miles Sanders is back, and it's impossible to handicap that situation with how much Hubbard and Sanders we will see. I don't know. Moving on to Miami and New England. For Miami, you don't need me to talk about their offense, right? Uh, we're, we're sure Belichick's probably going to try to scheme Tyreek Hill out. Good luck with that. Um, maybe a little boost up to Jalen Waddell. He's dealing with a back injury. Tyreek dealing with a hip injury. Sounds like they're both good to go. But against uh, Miami's defense here for New England... Um, let's cover that total real quick. Opened at 47.5, bet down to 46. So this one is going the other way. Circa still laying 47, though. So they have some uh, respected money on that over, I guess, if they're not going to push the line down. Miami's going to run a good bit of cover one like we just talked about when Thielen kind of tore them up. That is advantage Kendrick Bourne and our boy, 
I hope you guys love him as well. I mean, he's just showing out every single week, and he's starting to get a lot of run. We'll see what the word is on Juju, but even if Juju's back, I don't think that slot role is going back to him because it's DeMario Douglas season, 3,300. Absolutely love him for a deep dart GPP throw, and then we will see some cover three and cover four for Miami as well against cover three. That is advantage Bourne and Hunter Henry, potentially Mike Jacecki, but he's more of a slot receiver. And then against cover four, we see a lot of checkdowns against that quarter's defense. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is the beneficiary there. Moving up north, potentially a gross day. Um, some rain projected, maybe some winds in Green Bay. Uh, Packers defense is going to run a ton of cover three. And we're projecting that the X is pretty much... I, I got to rewatch that game from Sunday night. I did not get to that one. I did all the Sunday games. I'm assuming Jordan Addison is running most of the X routes. I know against the Bears it was... Um, who's that? K.J. Osborne, that other guy. <laughs> that other guy, K.J. Osborne. Sorry, buddy, if you're listening, K.J. I still like your game, too. Good hands. Love it. Um, and then decent blitz for the Packers. That'll be advantage Addison and Hawkinson. So let's see what's going on with Hawkinson before we fire that up. This total opened at 43.5. Dropped two points pretty much everywhere. 41.5 or 42. We're seeing now pretty much a pick em. Packers offense, I mean, sucks. Doesn't look like there's any ownership in this game. Let's see what we got here. Talking in circles. A little bit on Addison and Osborne. People will probably chase the points after the monster uh, game on Monday night that was. Sorry, not Sunday night. Uh, Alexander Madison, sub 10%. Aaron Jones, I wouldn't fuck with it. I still don't think that he's right. A.J. Dillon, 0%. I mean, I don't know if you want to do any of this. Jordan Love, kind of a trendy player. 8% ownership I'm seeing. I think I believe that. I think people still think that, you know, punting quarterback is a decent idea. I think maybe maybe Stroud's that guy this week, but I, I wouldn't go to Jordan Love. And then getting into the coverage here, yeah, um, for the Packers, or for, I'm sorry, for the Vikings, heavy cover three, and they blitz a ton. Against cover three, that should be advantage Watson and Dobbs on the outside there. Let's show a little bit of cover two as well, pretty much his own defense exclusively. That'll be advantage to Jaden Reed and whatever tight ends running routes. I would project DeGuara gets more of the routes, but Tucker Craft's a really good blocker too, and DeGuara cannot block. So kind of a, a dart throw there. I mean, if you want to get completely different off of the 2800 Trey McBride chalk, you could throw a dart on DeGuara, I guess, or try Tucker Craft. I don't think Tucker Craft's a very polished route runner yet, so wouldn't really go there. And then against the Blitz, Vikings splits more than anybody. That's going to be Jaden Reed on the inside and Christian Watson as the X. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We will go to a dome game here with decent bit of ownership here. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have a 26-point implied team total, so Vegas really likes Dallas off the bye. I think that's a good spot for them as well. 45.5-point opening total. It is pretty much sitting there right now. Dak Prescott, I'm seeing 7% ownership. I think it's probably in that 5 to 7% range. He'll be pretty low. Uh, Matt Stafford, no one's going to play him. 1% ownership, always okay with that. Tony Pollard seems like a very, very popular play. 23% ownership on him. And then 5% on Darrell Henderson. Don't touch a Rams running back, please. But yeah, Pollard, fire him up if you want to do that. Cooper Cup, every wide receiver in this game is going to be under, you know, right around the 5% mark. CeeDee Lamb, no one's going to play, you know, pay 7600 for him. Michael Gallup, 3400 a very good value there. I think him or Demario Douglas are my favorite paydowns. And then Puka Nakua, I mean, 7,900. This guy's just a machine, too. So it's nuts to see, like, two receivers with 30% target share on one team. But that's where the ball's going. And Jake Ferguson, 5% owned. I think it's a good bounce-back spot for him. Uh, let's go with the Rams defense, though. Uh, they're going to play a good bit of cover one. That should be advantage Michael Gallup and Mr. Ferguson and right around CD's baseline there. 
And then we'll see a lot of cover three for the Rams as well. That is advantage CD. And then we do see a good bit of cover four from the Rams at that quarters. For the most part, we'll see a lot of checkdowns to Tony Pollard. I see that's a, a good reason to have that ownership there at only 7,500 and Michael Gallup. So Michael Gallup checking some boxes here, CD checking some boxes, and then Pollard. I don't think I will pay that much for Pollard, especially when there's such good value at the running back position here with like Pacheco, Swift, we'll talk about, and then obviously Brees Hall. On the Rams side of things, Dallas is going to run a lot of cover one as <laughs> Cup and Puka. And they'll mix in a little bit of cover two and cover three zone. That is Puka. And against the Blitz, that is Advantage Cup. So it's the ball's going to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. So very easy game to kind of handicap where the production should go until we see some Brandon Cooks bullshit or uh, Rico Dowdle or some random running back ruin the slate. But, yeah, I mean, that game's got a lot of fantasy fireworks. I like that one a great bit. And then we'll go to Washington for Philly going to Washington. Where is that line at? Opened up as Philly as a touchdown favorite and a point or total of 45 and a half. That total dropped two points. It is 43, two and a half point drop at Circa, 43 and a half at Caesars, FanDuel, DraftKings, all those fuckboy automated sports books we don't need to talk about but let's go into the coverage here i mean the best quarterback on the slate is obviously jalen hurts i mean that's pretty much every single slate he's going to be the number one owned quarterback i'm definitely playing jalen hurts in cash i'm not gonna fuck around with i mean maybe hurts and mahomes i guess are arguable jalen hurts just has such a high touchdown equity with that rushing floor and throws for two touchdowns a game damn near so love that wouldn't touch sam howell i see him at six percent ownership i mean if the field's at nuts i don't agree with that ownership at all i feel like no one will play howell especially now that the target share is so condensed in houston again the punt down is going to be cj stroud running backs i see 10 percent deandre swift i love that if you kind of want to leverage what i think will be a 15 to 20 percent owned jalen hurts aj brown he's going to be probably 15 to 20 percent I don't know what this guy's 8K only. I mean, he's priced down. He needs to be up in the 9K range. This guy is getting like a 40% target share. He's killing man coverage. He's killing zone coverage. Play him. Terry McLaurin, 8% ownership, 5,300. Nothing bad to say about him. And Dallas Goddard, right around 12% ownership. People kind of chasing the hot game. Not really interested in Dallas Goddard this week unless you're just stacking Jalen Hurts, which I'll never talk you off that. And Logan Thomas. Philly, I believe, is 31st or 32nd in DVOA against tight end, but it is Sam Howell you are banking on when you roster Logan Thomas. Philly is going to run a lot of cover one and a lot of cover two. A lot of man coverage in that cover two and cover one, obviously, is man coverage. Uh, against cover one, advantage Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, just in terms of more targets per routes ran than the baseline. Against cover two, that should be Logan Thomas in the middle of the field there. They just got Kevin Byer, too, so, I mean, Logan Thomas... Uh, I think Philly is going to get a lot better against tight end. Uh, Kevin Byard's decent in coverage, too. And then light cover three will be Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. And then against Philly, who blitzes a good bit, Terry and Samuel. So it looks like Terry ch- kind of checks every single box here. 5,300 for a wide receiver one. Darius Slay is not going to shadow. And just a great game script for Washington passing a ton because Philly should kick the shit out of them. Um, so not against Terry McLaurin as a bring back if you're stacking Philly. Next game, we will go to the Saints and the Colts. Uh, Falcons-Titans, sorry, I forgot that one. Didn't really break down the coverage. The ball's going to Kyle Pitts, Johnu Smith, and Drake London. We love wide receiver ones against Tennessee's secondary, and they just got rid of Byard, as I just mentioned, but that total is absolutely gross. What is that one at? 35? 
Yeah, 35 and a half. Oh, shit. And uh, Atlanta's a two and a half point road favorite. Sounds like Will Levis is going to start, and we'll also see some Malik Willis. So, yeah, I don't, you guys don't care about that game. There's no way you do. So, if you do, sorry, find another podcast that cares about that one because I don't. And it's a huge slate, so we don't really need to talk about that. But yeah, B. John Robinson priced at 6K. Uh, I will mention that. That's nuts. I uh, don't think there's any ownership here. I guess I should tell you that. Kyle Pitts, sub 5%. Always play him. Drake London, 2%. Fire him up if you want to. That's a great matchup. Bijan Robinson, 12% to 15% range. I think that's fair. Yeah, fuck that game, though. We will move on to the next one. Pardon the language. It is what it is. Let's see. Saints-Colts. Our classic wide receiver one on the outside against Colts secondary. Chris Olave driving a little fast this week. Chris, come on now. Taking Ubers. I guess he wasn't drunk, though, so that's good. But, yeah. Guy was, uh, sounds, I think he was driving like a souped up charger. So, um, not even like a Ferrari or anything, Chris, you got to get paid and get that Ferrari or do something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to have that type of money. So, uh, either way, probably a fun car to drive. We've all been there. We've all gone 30 over 35 over. <laughs> he put that line. I play for the Saints. I love that shit. Tried to name drop the copy. The cop was not having it. Uh, I can't break the law if you're an athlete either way. I mean, just don't do dumb shit, but he's playing this week. I um, don't know what that rant really was about. This game got bet up, though. So, opened up at 39.5. It is at 44 at some books, 43.5. Uh, 44 on DraftKings, 43.5 circa. So, yeah, big line movement here. A lot of money on the over. A lot of respected money on the over. Should should see some fancy fireworks here. Where did I put this game on the defense? All right, so Indy pretty much plays all zone. That is mainly cover three. That is advantage to Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, and they do run some cover four. That'll be Alvin Kamara in the check down game. No one's going to play Derek Carr. I'm sure Alvin Kamara is going to be relatively popular, 7,300. I like that price, especially on DraftKings. We get the PPR floor, 13% I'm seeing for Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas, I'm seeing 12%. No way. That'll be under Chris Olave, 5%. If he's 5%, fire him all the way up. And the bring back here is likely going to be, you know, Josh Downs. Pittman's okay, but 6,500. You probably just want to take the uh, the recent production and the advantage against Debo on the inside there with Josh Downs. New Orleans defense will run cover one and cover two. They run a lot of cover one, a lot of man coverage here. That's advantage Pittman and Downs. And then against cover two, that'll be Downs and the check down to Jonathan Taylor starting to get more run there. Not talking about Taysom Hill or Juwan Johnson, but yeah, I, I love Olave in this spot a great deal. And Kamara as well. Always a good spot there. And Josh Downs probably just too cheap. I think he'll be a little more trendy, though. I think that ownership will creep up closer to 10%. The next game, what is on the docket? Probably the afternoon, right? Colts and Browns. Or, I'm sorry, Browns and Seahawks. We just talked about the Colts. I'm an idiot. Um, what is that total at? 38. Opened up at 41. Bet down to 38. Uh, Kareem Hunt pretty much going to be the main bell cow back. We'll see a little bit of Pierre Strong for Cleveland. Sounds like Deshaun Watson's not playing. Um, not really talking about this game. The total is 38. It's a 13-game slate. If you want to play people in this game, go ahead and season long. Obviously, you're firing up Lockett. Metcalf, definitely a downward boost to JSN now that uh, DK Metcalf is back, but that is my thoughts on that game. Moving on to the next one, Chiefs at Denver. We got a respectable total here of 47.5. This one opened up at 46 and bet up at 47.5 at what book is still laying now? I'm seeing 46 at Circa, 46 at DraftKings, so pretty much the same thing. Kansas City was a nine-point favorite to open, down to eight and seven at some books, so they think that Denver will stay in this game. So for Denver's offense, I mean, do you really want to play anybody for him? It's kind of spread out on the running back spot with uh, 
Jaleel McLaughlin, Samaj P. Ryan, Javante Williams. I'm not touching any of those three. If I had to choose a receiver, it's Cortland Sutton, but Kansas City runs a good bit of man. It'll be cover two and cover one, but yeah, I'm not really interested on the Denver side of things, but Cortland Sutton would be my choice if I had to choose. Denver's going to run a good bit of cover three and cover two. That is advantage Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey and mix in a good bit of man while doing that cover two. Um, against the blitz, Denver should blitz a decent amount, but I don't know. Teams just don't really blitz Patrick Mahomes, but that would be advantage Kelsey. And then we'll see those gadget routes for Nicole Hardman. Welcome back, buddy. And Kadarius Tony. I don't know what the role is for Tony anymore. I think Nicole Hardman's probably just going to take that. So there you go. Moving onward to the next game, we got Cincinnati at San Francisco. We talked about San Francisco's injuries, really not interested in that offense at all. I think it's, you know, should be more check down work. For Christian McCaffrey, especially with his boy Sam Darnold back, throwing him the ball, running for his life, seeing ghosts. 49ers defense, I think this is a coming out party for T. Higgins this week. Uh, 49ers will play a ton of cover one. That is advantage T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. They'll run a lot of cover four. That is advantage T. Higgins. We will see some cover three. They mix it up a good bit. Cover three is where it's advantage Jamar. And against the Blitz, 49ers will blitz a ton. I'm sure they'll try to bring a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals will be ready for it. Coming off that bye, that is advantage Jamar Chase. And then, yeah, um, San Fran's offense. You're obviously starting Brandon Ayuk in season long. You're starting Christian McCaffrey everywhere. Let's go through ownership on this game. Cleveland-Seattle has none, so really not talking about that game and the ownership side of things. Cincinnati, it looks like Joe Burrow should be relatively popular. 6K on DraftKings is way too cheap for a pass funnel defense. That is San Francisco. I mean, Kirk Cousins kind of just carved him up. Addison had a huge game, so I do like... Jamar Chase, even though it's not like a big bump up in coverage, but 5,900 for T. Higgins. Yeah, I uh, I would love to play more player props. I got a big bet down on MGM that was three and a half catches on the over. It was minus 135. I hate laying that much juice, but I have him for like 5.3 catches. So I had a good edge there, and now that line's at like minus 170. So don't go chasing that one. I don't think there's a book. Uh, maybe points bet. They haven't laid anything yet. FanDuel as well, but I doubt that they open three and a half in the minus 130 range. If they do, fucking hit it, because T. Higgins is going to eat against that cover one and cover four. So yeah, it sounds like you know he's healthy too coming off the bye. So I'm all for that. Um, ownership on the running backs. Christian McCaffrey is always going to be, you know, right around 15%. I'm seeing Joe Mixon right around 15 to 20% at 5,800. No way that's true. Brees Hall will take all the ownership. Oh, we didn't talk about the Giants. Now they mention it. Reverse. Uh, we'll go back to that game after this one. Brendan Ayuk right around 20%. Uh, that's, I wouldn't do that if that's actually true. I'm not going to play him in cash or anything. Not with Sam Darnold. That ownership will go down. I think people get off this game, and I'm worried about the pace myself a little bit. Jamar Chase, 17%. I think that's fine. I think Jamar Chase is a great cash game play with his floor. I'm probably not touching this game in tournaments as much as I did like it to open up the week on Monday morning. And let's go to the Jets and Giants. Very low total here. What is that one? 37, 36 and a half somewhere too. So that's gross. Um, Love Garrett Wilson here. If you want to play the leverage against Brees Hall, absolute chalk. I mean, we play wide receiver ones against the Giants. We talked about that with Terry McLaurin last week. Wish he would have gotten the end zone. Would have been a monumental week for me if Terry McLaurin got in the end zone, even with the Austin Eckler stinker. But yeah, Brees Hall, Giants defense is third to last in run defense DVOA. Brees Hall is going to get 18-plus touches, 5,900, stupid cheap, in such a good matchup. Fire him up. Fire up Pacheco, too. We forgot to talk about him in Denver. Denver is dead last against the run. 
than a Carolina. So talking about DVOA real quick, Carolina is dead last. Denver's right there with them. It's tough to handicap Houston, the running back. I mean, we I know we saw a lot of Devin Singletary. I think this is a get-right spot for Damian Pierce if you want to get different in tournaments. I would go with Pierce. I'm not going to touch Singletary. But yeah, Brees Hall going to be the chalk of the chalk. No one's going to play Tyrod Taylor or Zach Wilson. Neither should you. Wandell Robinson, 3,700. I don't see it in this matchup. Garrett Wilson, though, 5% owned, 6,300. This guy, you know, it's not going to be a shootout by any means, but the Giants' defense just sucks in general. Garrett Wilson's going to get his six to seven catches, 60 to 70 yards, maybe a touchdown or two. 6,300, not a bad price for him, but I believe that is it. I don't think I skipped any other games like I did that one. Oh, Baltimore and Arizona. Man, I suck today. Uh, what do we got there? 45.5 opening total. Baltimore is a nine-point favorite. That has moved down to 44. Uh, Circus still laying 45. And Baltimore is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Arizona, we're probably not going to mess with that offense. You can see it as much as I can. They are just – they fell back to life. Like, I've been saying falling back to life the past couple of weeks. Like, no, they, they suck. Not interested in anybody on that side. I guess you could always play Hollywood Brown if you're going to stack up Lamar Jackson with Zay or Mark Andrews. Also, shout-out to this podcast. Last week we did say the matchup advantage and the coverage there against Detroit was Mark Andrews. Dude was like – five to eight percent owned i believe in most tournaments if he was higher than that in single entry those teams probably absolutely crushed you in your tournaments the only way i got back into it was mahomes just going absolutely nuts but yeah um love that uh arizona played a ton of cover three that has advantage both zay jones or zay flowers i'm sorry and mark andrews and arizona's not gonna blitz so maybe a, a lower floor on the rushing side for lamar jackson but yeah you could always stack up that ravens offense starting to think that they're gelling a little bit so love that they're a nine and a half point favorite on the road um but that'll do it thank you all for the support love getting this podcast out in under 30 minutes that's a lot of fun uh, please like subscribe do whatever you can and then yeah like i mentioned uh sign up at underdog try the uh the week-long nfl drafts there if dfs is kicking your ass a little bit i, I think it's a lot of fun it's literally like a season-long draft just for one week i do it every single week you could play like one dollar contests you could probably even get cheaper than that you could play some gpps or you can create custom contests uh, with your friends. Yeah, promo code BGP for 100% deposit match. I believe that is up to $500 now as well. So yeah, free money. And uh, you could try to pick them and stuff like that over there. I don't really advocate anybody parlaying player props, which is basically what these pickums and price picks and all this shit is. But if you like it and you're winning, play it. But yeah, not for me. Um, but yeah, good luck this week. And reach out on Twitter at StixPicks, S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. If uh, you got any questions, the lineup sit starts, season longs, all that good stuff. But yeah, thank you all for the support and good luck in week eight. Check out the article on windailysports.com.